Here you are, learning about dark tourism on a death walk, a form of dark tourism in and of itself. Walks are some of the most common dark tourist experiences and the focus of a lot of early research. For example, London's Jack the Ripper walk, where participants get to visit the spaces of his gruesome crimes and even lay down, posing as his unfortunate victims in the contorted shapes that they were found. Some of you might know of dark tourism, also known as thanatorism from the ancient Greek thanatos, the personification of death, from the popular Netflix documentary. That series covers some sites in the UK, like Little Dean Jail in Gloucester, which has an exhibition dedicated to murder memorabilia, a hoard of disturbing Nazi artefacts, some serial killer art, and Jimmy Savile's tracksuit. But York has its fair share of dark tourist experiences too, and on this death walk you're going to come across many. In 2002, the International Ghost Research Foundation called York the most haunted city in Europe, at 504 hauntings within the city walls, and York's various ghost walks are probably its most visible form of dark tourism. But it doesn't stop there. The city has a violent history of Viking invasions, wars and executions that are all being sold as tourist attractions. You can get the full Richard III experience in the Monk Bar Museum and learn about his bloody struggle for the throne. Go to the old prison cells beneath the Castle Museum and see where the infamous highwayman Dick Turpin was held. Or stop right here in front of the dungeon. If you look up at the dungeon, you'll see that the stonework reads literature and art. Of course, this building never was a prison, and the Dungeons franchise, including its sister in London, is one of the more fantastical dark tourist experiences. You can go inside, and you'll experience an actor-led interactive horror show, one of the more creative interpretations of dark history. So, what do people get out of dark tourism, and how do dramatised places like the York Dungeon stack up against less marketised versions like trips to famous graves? Dark tourism researcher Philip Stone categorised places on their scale of darkness. He argued that sites of death and suffering, like Auschwitz, he argued that sites of death and suffering, like Auschwitz, were the darkest, and sites associated with death and suffering, like the York Dungeon, were the least dark or lightest. The former usually have some sort of political ideology involved, and are presented as highly educational, whereas the latter usually aren't making any sort of statement, and are more about entertainment. Think about the places that you've visited so far on this walk. How dark are they really? In tourism studies, attractions are often valued in terms of how authentic they feel for their visitors. Perhaps this is why dark tourism has flourished over the years and intensified of late, because death still feels like quite a pure experience, relatively untouched by marketers and not having been glamorised by the media, although dark tourism has a role in changing that. Dark tourism has been happening for a very long time. Think about the Colosseum in Rome or the Paris catacombs. But academic research has only started fairly recently. Chris Rojek, back in 1993, first referred to it as black spot tourism. He also described the practice as milking the macabre, the implication being that the practice is somewhat insensitive. This insensitivity hasn't gone unnoticed. Perhaps understandably, there's a lot of controversy around dark tourist attractions, particularly those on the darker side of Philip Stone's scale. It has been very difficult for local councils to negotiate competing pressures, wanting to memorialise those who have been referred to as the difficult dead, victims of notorious tragedies, without turning the places into sites of pilgrimage for tourists and souvenir hunters. But the more fantastical experiences, like the York Dungeon, haven't been immune to criticism either. Over the years, they've seen disapproval for their Christmas-themed Satan's Grotto, 
or their promotion that gave free admittance to people with antisocial behaviour orders. It does seem as though dark tourism attractions are caught between a rock and a hard place, with attempts at satire being seen as equally tasteless as a commitment to gruesome, bloody authenticity. After this walk, you might want to continue your dark tourist experience by stopping for a drink at one of York's death-themed pubs, the Three-Legged Mare, named after the triangular gallows that executed people for the crown for over 400 years, or the last drop-in on the corner of Colliergate, once the last place many criminals would see, but now, according to their website, famous for bangers, hospitality and beer. Venturing further out towards the University of York, there's the Rook and Gaskill Inn, named after two sheep rustlers and the people hanged at the St. Leonard's Place gallows in York, way back in 1776. Whilst you're there, think about how, if at all, death and execution changes the experience for you. Your reasons for visiting are as important as the site itself. If you didn't even notice that these places were associated with death, was it really a dark tourist experience? <laughs>